This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. Sorry to keep you waiting. I was making this special tea. No, don't drink it. It's a deadly poison for summoning the dark vortex. I prefer Earl Grey. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is a show where we don't want to, but we will. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm great. How are you? One of these days I'm going to learn to like actually read that before you read it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You always get surprised by, by the little intro Frequently, there? Frequently, yeah. I, I, I generally try to pick the most... I mean, it's there and it's obvious, but it just... I, well, I just... I always try and pick the most happy go lucky line of the episode and you know kind of insert it there and you know modify it to kind of fit our purposes poor rumple uh poor rumple Uh, we're trying to talk about the episode before we're talking about the episode again amory sorry it's all right okay so so what what did you think of uh zelena's dress in this no (laughs) Uh, no, there were a couple of things we wanted to talk about uh, real quick before we get started into talking about this week's episode, though. Uh, for one, our podcast, I, I don't want to say what award right now, because I figure I'll wait until I have someplace more permanent to point you, because right now they have a Google Doc embedded and stuff. Oh, is that all it is? Yeah, uh, but we've been nominated for a podcasting award. Uh, I believe it's in the non-speculative fiction category, but basically, uh, you know, it's not going to be a public vote or anything. There's a panel of judges, so we need to cut together a 10-minute demo of our podcast to send over to them uh, to review. So I thought I'd throw it out to you. I tried to throw it out on Twitter and Facebook uh, last week, I think, but I I, I don't think people got it. Basically, what uh, we were wondering is if any of you out there have any favorite moments from our podcast. Yes. Uh, You know, uh, things that we've done that you think would be good to include on this demo reel to submit to the judges for this award. Maybe like a favorite rhyme. Favorite rhyme, a favorite argument. Ooh, Um, an argument. Yeah, or, you know, a crazy When we break out singing. Yeah, those are always good, too. Uh, Be specific. We know you like to be specific. Please, we will take a time code if you've mm-hmm. got it definitely i actually if if you want to if anyone out there feels like going through and trying to find some good moments for us i think uh the funeral for our friends episode would be a good one to do uh impact. but we want your opinions yeah we definitely i'm just yeah, throwing a couple ideas out there the funeral for our friends episode i would say the last episode of the never of us covering uh neverland oh neverland yeah because i ne- was thinking something from wonderland yeah probably. or the wonderland hangout too but you know if you no, it, not that well i wasn't thinking the hangout that's not bad yeah that would be cool uh, it shows we can talk to people and it does show we can talk to people which is important to every podcaster yes a judge judge but yeah if if you uh, can go through or if you can find any moments that you really enjoyed or if and, there's something you remember and you have no idea where it was but mm-hmm. it's stuck out in your head yeah let us know yeah and you know as uh, is, is exact, exact as you can possibly get to you know if you can give us the episode great if you can give us the time code in the episode even better and we'd really appreciate it and you can 
can uh, email those over to us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. We have a few weeks, but uh, we'd like to go ahead and get that over to them so we don't forget. Yeah, seriously. And uh, one thing I also wanted to mention here is, uh, as you know, most people know when we get to the Audible section of the podcast, I, I have a new audiobook on Audible uh, for Dog Boy Woo-hoo! Danger on Liberty Pier. Uh, now, I did this through ACX, which, by the way, I did a great uh, Google Hangout with my narrator mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. over on my YouTube channel uh, this week if you want to check it out. It, really good stuff about ACX, and it's basically a, mar- a marketplace between writers and voiceover artists. But they sent me a ton of promo codes. Like, I have like 75 promo codes or something free to give the audiobook away. So, uh, Jay, we've, the past few weeks, we've been doing it. Hey, if you sign up for Audible, I'll give you another free book on top of the one you get uh, with the audio audible promotion that stipulation is gone just email us at greeting from storybrook <laughs> at gmail.com and i will send you as many codes as, as you want if you, if you have a blog or a podcast and you want to do a giveaway or anything let me know i'll send you a couple extra codes i just i need to get rid of them because i have a new one coming out and they're going to send me a bunch more and i, I, I don't oh, know that some, many people something for a blog yeah yeah How's my guest post coming? I, it's it's done. Didn't you get it? Mm, no, not my email. Okay, well, you get it soon. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if you want a free copy of a Dog Boy Danger on Liberty Pier, audiobook read by Nathan Beatty, uh, just email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. All right, Anne-Marie, I think that's all of our, our business. Up the business? Here up that's the business? Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Secretary, make a note of that in the, in the uh, minutes. Minutes. Yeah. And uh, Anne-Marie, if you could uh, commence with our rhyming I summary. Shall try. Thank you. <clears throat> Selena sle- sneaks up to pay Regina a visit. Our wicked witch has a mystery daddy. Who is it? Young Cora's naive, so she's easily convinced that one called a gardener could be called a prince. A seance in Storybrook? Ain't that the most? The gang gathers round to summon a ghost. Everybody finds out about Z's wicked plan to turn back the clocks throughout all of the land. No one can rest when the baby is due. All in this week's episode, Bleeding Through. The lands, the lands. I yeah, you literally just added the S. I watched you after I finished. It will be appropriate in the air. It will be correct in the podcast post. (laughs) So at least there's Yeah, I wondered, but I went with what you wrote. Okay, uh, Anne-Marie, bleeding through. Overall, what'd you think? Thumbs up. Thumbs up? Mm -hmm. Like way up or like halfway up? I mean, they're up. They're up? They're both up. I mean, both thumbs are fully extended. Both thumbs are fully. I mean, they're not stretching to the point that they're injuring themselves, Mm -hmm. but it was a good episode. I liked it. I just, uh, you know. We got Cora. Okay, I know that, like, the fandoms is split on this episode. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we're a little split on this episode. Yeah, that's the thing, is it it Uh. seems right down the middle. I mean, me and you had, had kind of. Uh, differing opinions on it and our feedback is the exact same way it's pretty much split down the middle which is kind of cool and probably actually really good Mm -hmm. because it means they're hitting different notes yeah they're they're igniting passionate people on both sides right and it's weird because it's a jane episode and i think you usually like those more than i do i do i do so that's weird yeah, I, I know, and it's like don't get me wrong here at the top. It's not like I hate the hated the episode or anything, and mm-hmm. I I think it served a couple good purposes, which we'll get to in our discussion. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. It just felt like it was lacking for being this far along. It felt like another filler episode when you know the general rhythm is filler. Episode, How did that feel like a filler episode? episode? We got some answers. We got a, a major Cora flashback and a ghost. Okay, well, why don't we get into uh, Cora and her two princes? Okay, let's talk about Cora okay. and the two princes. Okay, well, yeah. First of all, I thought I, I thought uh, Rose McGowan did a 
much better job even than uh, the la- the Miller's Daughter episode at playing a young Barbara Hershey. I have issues with Rose McGowan's facial surgery. Mm. So it's really distracting because she just feels very plasticky. See, but the thing is, I thought, like, I obviously she's she's probably had some work done or i mean she could just be getting older and it just no it's fading in all the places where they usually cut people's faces um, wow but in no, no but I, I i thought it added to it if anything like the the way she held her mouth a lot in this episode was very barbara hershey-esque oh i guess i wasn't staring at her mouth yeah <laughs> sorry i was oddly enough oh, amazing no but i she really uh I, I really enjoyed her. I thought she evoked Barbara Hershey a lot, which... I mean, I think she did a good job, but... Although it felt like kind of a missed opportunity that the ghost yes, wasn't Barbara the Hershey. the ghost needed to be Barbara Hershey. I, especially since it was that weird CG thing, which looked good. But, uh, you know, it was the CG thing where it wasn't... I don't think they even were filming Rose McGowan's performance for that section. So they could have just, you know, done a 3D scan of Barbara Hershey when she was in there for Wonderland a right. couple like, months back. That's the thing. She was just there. Mm-hmm. She just filmed for the Once community around the same time this had to have been, I mean... On green screens, which is, right. you know... You know, that's what they do. <laughs> green screens. Like... That really, that was a that was weird for me. I was a really yeah. odd disconnect. I'm like, this isn't the person who died, and also, mm-hmm. um, um, Regina had to have almost been guessing that it was her mother. You think? I I mean, there's probably there were probably some pictures of young Cora. Do some you paintings. have a? Is there? Oh, I was about to say, you have a camera. Nope. You have a camera back in Fairytale Land? Because uh, it's not the kind of technology I've been seeing. They very well could. They very well could, they but don't we, have, we have zero not. evidence of anything <laughs> resembling that. In anything close, unless it was like a magical camera. Right, something. and I don't think that's happening. <laughs> so, I mean, she just was like, mother? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, think, I think she was kind of unsure at first, but then she kind of sensed it. Or well, something. I'm sure, because who else would be there? <laughs> But uh, did you? I thought I thought it was way weirder that Cora was trying to get with uh, good old Leo there, and uh, then you know, twenty years after the fact, uh, tries to set her daughter up with him. Like I must be the only person who was not completely bothered or surprised by that. Well, I mean, it is once, so everyone's related to uh, either. Everyone is related. Either I, everyone's either related or dating everyone else. That's pretty much. The I mean, rule. it was it was Cora. All she wanted was to be royalty, and she mm-hmm. didn't care how she did it. It, it also seems kind of weird that uh, Leopold would it. would go for Regina after having that experience. You know, I think that maybe it was <clears throat> as close as he could get because mm-hmm. he liked Cora. He loved Cora. Strangely, yeah. in that twelve hours that he knew her. Um, Hey, how did she? How did she think she was going to sneak a baby past I him? I have no idea. <laughs> like she was already two months pregnant. The baby mm-hmm. wasn't going to come out premature. Yeah, the, people can count. <laughs> uh, even back then, they knew how long it takes to make a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know how she was really going to do with that. But um, what was I saying? I'm not sure. I'm sorry for interrupting you. You interrupted. You de- derailed the train. Well, here, uh, let me let me just mention this. I I have been rereading. Oh. rereading. Uh, go ahead if you remember. I remember. It was him making up to Cora. Oh, like uh, he married Regina in a way as an he apology to Cora. Her. There that, we go. That that makes sense to a degree. That, I mean, that's like what else is in there? a sick, twisted way, right? Like I know everybody's been like, how did 
did he not recognize her and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and the creator's been tweeting, yes, he recognized her. And that's all they've been saying. And I'm like, it yeah, was it, an apology. It's been a while since I watched the episode where that all got set up and right. everything. But but I, I do remember them at least, you know, being familiar with each other. But uh, something uh, that, of with Zelina's birth scene mm-hmm. and uh, kind of the whole circumstances surrounding it, I thought I, I've been rereading uh, Wicked by Gregory McDonald mm-hmm. uh, recently just because, well, they have the Wicked Witch on here. And right. I've been, uh, you know, trying to read a lot more this year anyway. And I hadn't read it in a while. But I, 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 there were a few parallels between the birth scene here and the birth scene for, uh, what is it, Alphaba, mm-hmm. uh, the Wicked Witch in Wicked. Uh, for First of all, both of them were uh, birthed in secret by old handmaids. Hmm. And then secondly, both of them were sent away immediately after the birth uh, hmm. for different reasons. Uh, in, in the book, it's because uh, the she's village... She's green. Well, the village... Yeah, she's green and the villagers think uh, she's evil and that the whole family is evil and they're going to bring a curse to the land and whatnot. Hmm. And in this one, it's because Cora is a selfish... Uh, I won't finish that bad, sentence. Bad word. Bad <laughs> yes, word. bad word, bad word. Um, you know, the thing that really got me about the whole situation, though, is that if Cora had just been like, yeah, I'm pregnant, I th- I totally think Leopold would have been like, okay, we can still get married. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll you know, slay the people who have been gossiping about you and move right. on, you know, as, as a king would I do. I mean, maybe he had some alliance with Ava, though, because he technically had been engaged to her for her entire mm-hmm. life. So she was a brat. Yeah, I bet. I kind of wanted to slap her a little. Now, I, I was trying to re- – do you remember – because I, I remember like the <laughs> – You remember ev- something. <laughs> I remember the events of the, – the, the Miller's daughter. Right. But I can't remember what exactly went down between those two, between Cora and Eva. Cora tripped her. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. But was that set? It was after this. Was it after this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, because Cora was there before Eva arrived. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she was sent away to be the Miller's daughter. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, you know what? Uh, one other thing uh, I, I wanted to mention. I kind of... I got the impression that the Prince Jonathan mm-hmm. <laughs> character, the fake prince, might have some sort of tie to Rumpelstiltskin. Either it's Rumpel in disguise or he's an agent of Rumpel who's been sent there to kind of set some things into motion. Which could – because – the agent of Rumpel? The, 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 the big X factor here is the fact the that – The gold. Well, well the, I'll get to that. But oh. that Zelina is so much more powerful than any other magical being we've seen in this show. Oh. And it just seems like, you know, Cora was pretty powerful. And, of course, she birthed the evil queen who was very powerful. Very powerful. But the Wicked Witch just has more. You know, look at all she's accomplished. She has the Dark One. She's taken, you know, Regina's heart and Charming's courage and all of this. And when uh, Prince Jonathan put the straw ring around her finger and then Mm -hmm. said, I'll turn this into gold. I I mean, obviously, the first thing that popped into my head was Rumpelstiltskin. Hmm. So I just wonder if there might be some sort of connection there because, you know, he, he was kind of... A blank slate besides the fact that, you know, he was, oh, I'm a prince. No, I'm just a jerk. And now I'm going to blackmail you. But it, it, ju- it just, uh, I don't know. It seems like there, sh- there might be something more there. What do you think? I hadn't thought of that, but okay, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can see it. Oh, 
don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it seems like it would be be like a half step too complicated, yeah. which also makes me think it might be true. <laughs> and well, everyone's related. Yeah, you can you can never tell with this everyone's show. related or dating or something or both. Actually, I don't think they've had that. We are both. Yet. <laughs> we uh, are both. Wow. We are both. <laughs> we are both. Uh, okay. So after we have baby Zelina putting her in the happy little Moses basket tied up with a green ribbon, mm-hmm. she was like, I have to send you away for my best chance. So greedy. Mm-hmm. So horribly, horribly greedy. Yeah. The thing that got me is she just like – she left the baby in, in the, the middle, middle of, of the a, woods. Right. Wait, weren't there orphanages in the Enchanted Forest? Yeah, probably not. Couldn't she have left it at a church? Something. Uh, an inn the next town over? Not in the middle of the woods that are known for, say, I don't know, werewolves. And, right. Uh, um, ogres. But she must not have shown any powers before then because there is no way she'd have gotten rid of a powerful baby. Yeah. There's yeah. no way. Well, I, I think uh, – well, I guess now we have pretty much her complete timeline from birth until – arriving in Oz anyway and they that was the first time she used her powers really was to fell that tree when that couple found oh, her. Oh okay yeah Oz. I was like um No, I wasn't talking about Cora. <laughs> I think that's what you thought I was talking no, about. No, I was th- never mind. But yeah, so so that was the first time we saw her use the power. Mhm. Yeah, uh, I think she summoned the twister. Oh, sorry, I just sort of jumped <laughs> on your next point, didn't I? Yeah, a little bit cuz it seems like somebody must have sent the twister. And and the only person I can think is the wizard, uh, you know, because he wanted – I forget what he wanted from Rumple. Anything. Yeah. But uh, he, he wanted a magical item from Rumple. So I'm thinking he's, he might have sent the twister to do that. Just because, you know, the twister had some green magic-y stuff in it too. See, and I was thinking she summoned it. Like the, the baby did? The baby. I could see that, it's a too. a really powerful baby. That baby's like, get me out of here. Definitely. I don't care how you do it, but get me out of here. But see, the thing, like, if that's the answer, then we're never, probably never going to get that answer, though. Right. Just because, obviously, she wouldn't remember. They can't answer it. everything. This is true. They're not, they're not answering everything. <laughs> they're just asking more. Dear Blue, come back, please. <laughs> sort it all out for us, Blue. Tank, Tank, where are you, Tank? <laughs> Drives me nuts. Yeah, well, I like, mean, Tink, and I'm, Tink's got a couple of appearances. Tink had one very brief appearance where she just basically said, "Regina, go get him," and then Regina got him. Yeah, but not because of her. We'll talk yeah. about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of uh, going to get him, uh, we should probably uh, discuss uh, Rumple and Zelina's date. I don't want to. Okay. Next I'm going topic. To go <laughs> we'll move on then. <laughs> I no, no. It was kind of gross. It was kind of disgusting. Kind of gross. I I thought Rebecca Mater did a really good job at uh, enjoying herself. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say uh, yeah, appearing <coughs> vulnerable and sensual at the same time. That's because she's been in love with Rumpel mm-hmm. since day one. And al- oh, and also crazy. Crazy is yeah. Uh, you know, I've noticed something. What she carries herself. Very proper and her hair all perfectly Mm -hmm. swooped in the such when she's out. When she's with Rumple, her hair's down and flowy. Her outfit's a little looser. Like she's. She's a bit more wild. She is wild. Excuse me, seductive. (laughs) Even when she's threatening him. Mm -hmm. Like she's still trying to appeal to him. Whether she wants him or not. Yeah. And for a second, she thinks it's going to work because of. 
Rumple's... He thinks it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I really enjoy the Rumple we get here where it's kind of... Yeah. He's he's under her control. You can but tell he's he's enough. hampered. But he, he's just very calm and cool and he's just playing out his time. He's biding his time. Right. Wait, waiting for his moment to strike and he tries to take it. So close. <clears throat> so close. Uh, also so close to not being a family show anymore. Also so close to why didn't he use any magic? She wasn't using it. Yeah, but I, I think I think there's probably No. She said I'm not using the dagger. I think she has to like physically be mm-hmm. thinking it and controlling it. But I mean she was touching it in a sense. Well yeah, it was on her boot. But <laughs> yeah. no. I don't I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I assume it being Rumpelstiltskin mm-hmm. that if he could have used the magic, he would have used the magic, right? Or if he thought it would have, would be effective, right? But then again, he's also the kind of guy who likes to plan out twelve moves ahead and not seem like he's doing what he's doing until the last possible second, right? So actually, this could have been part of the plan. Yeah, all part of the plan. Even even her is. catching him could have been part of the plan. That's honestly because he. I think he knows better mm-hmm. than to want to go back in the past yeah. because he straight up says, no, my son died so I could kill you. <laughs> so Yeah. And uh, speaking of things he knows, yeah, uh, him along with pretty much every other character in this episode finds out Zelina's big plan, which is uh, to go back in time. And we get a little bit more clarity on nice. it this week. Uh, to kill Snow's mom. Fantastic. I wonder how that could change the show. I mean, I don't know. No Snow White. Mm-hmm. No Regina. No Emma Swan. No Henry. No jo- Johanna pulling all the strings. To the best of your knowledge. Maybe Johanna is. Johanna Zel- did it. Maybe Sorry. Johanna is Zelina. No. No, no, no. I, I, I'm going to write a manifesto about this tonight. Oh, right now, I'm starting. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> sorry. No, I, I have a feeling Johanna is going to play out. Actually, I'm, we I, know that you have a feeling that Johanna's not done. <laughs> we knew the creator. Everyone in the onestum knows. But what do you think she needs with the baby, though? I have no idea because uh, oh, we'll see then the preview and spoilers and all that. Oh yeah, we. We don't want to talk about that too much. Uh, you could probably just g- give a general. Okay, well, idea. let's just go with there's someone else having a baby. Mm. It feels like they've made an arrangement to not use their baby. Ah, so there's that. So it. it I think it just has to be <clears throat> a um, enchanted forest baby. Just any baby from the enchanted forest will do. Purely from the enchanted forest. What are you doing over there? I'm trying to find because I know I wrote. Yeah. If you could see his face, he's like a little boy on Christmas. He I, just opened his first letter. No, I knew I wrote Johanna did it somewhere Shocking. in my notes. And uh, it, it was uh, – I forget where this was, but it was – oh, yeah, more fuel for Ava hate. Mm-hmm. And then Johanna did it. Um, but, yeah, that was leading nowhere and really nowhere. added nothing to the conversation. No, pretty much. No, so, but I, uh, I, I, yeah. wonder, I wonder how, the, how how they would approach that, though. I wonder if maybe uh, – Maybe Ava, Ava would marry Henry and they would have snow. They're not going to go back in time. This isn't going to happen. You don't think it's going to happen? No. I think it could happen. It's not going to happen. It, it would the be, savior will save the day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It would be a really good way for them to hit the big old reset button one more time and then maybe. I'm so over the reset button. I don't want to spew the haterade or anything. Mm-hmm. 
please, no more reset buttons. Like, I'm okay with it as long as it's not a reset button back to the beginning of the show, which some people thought that this half season was going to be, but it ended up, this isn't like, you know, the first season of the show at all. No. Uh, this is a completely different kind of curse and a completely different kind of threat. So I, I'm okay with that reset button as long as it leads somewhere new. You know, kind of kind of just a – it's not even really a reset button. It's more just like a, this is the new status quo kind of thing, which if they travel to the past and I don't know if they, I don't know, let the savior keep her memories of everything that happened and she has to try and get the correct future back, that could be kind of a cool idea. I don't know if I have the energy for that. You know, her her working through the past with her knowledge of all but the how fairy she, tales. But she's not going to exist. She is the savior. There might be some sort of special protection or something. Yeah, the special protection's over the baby so the spell doesn't happen. Mm. I mean, I guess I, I can. Why do you want to ruin the show? I don't want to ruin the show. I just want it to I have a lot do. of time I travel. I think you want – no. Th- weren't we supposed to not get time travel? Wasn't that something confirmed like two years ago? Well, people change their minds. And they shouldn't. People change their minds, including uh, Regina to Snow. I think you had a... Uh... Oh, precious. I love that Regina and Snow are friends now. Mm-hmm. And that she was Regina was so protective. That was amazing. Like, I mean, I know she was really... It's not about you. It's not about you, but it was. In mm-hmm. a way, it was about her. Yeah. She's forgiven. They had the good heart to heart. And, you know, I think about it every day. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. And But... There was growth on both of them. Yeah. They really have, in essence, put it behind, especially now that they know that Snow's mom was not so good mm-hmm. to Regina's mom. Yeah. So this is uh, an old grudge that they've right, been Right. This is an old grudge forward. that they didn't know about. Yeah. And I, I, I think uh, I think this, this uh, half season, Regina has shown a lot more empathy too i think regina's realized that you know it's not all about her anymore i mean she's even starting to kind of branch out beyond even just the core group of people uh that you know she's generally been associated with like henry and emma and oh henry did we even see him this episode no not at all (laughs) not at all which is funny given the previews Mm -hmm. um no and i liked their relationship really was growing because like how they were like yeah our history is more complicated than we thought Mm -hmm. and Snow really getting through to Regina with the stop let it don't let anything hold you back. Yeah. You you need to if there's something you want, go after it. And I also really like that Snow had kind of an innate understanding of Regina that she the whole line about her feeling so deeply. Right. Everything she feels she even feels without her heart. Deeply. Even yeah. without her heart. Well and of course and I think it's something that we kind of don't really talk about but snow is her stepdaughter yeah like they're they're family family they were tight for a second for a hot second until she told a lie yeah. but <laughs> uh, told a secret secret rather. rather sorry um uh, speaking of did we know that regina's heart was prote- protected from being nope new no information yeah new information yeah that was a that was a bombshell drop there yeah it really was but um sorry going back with the whole like Telling her, you know, don't let anything hold her back. And then, you know, we'll just touch on this briefly and we'll touch on it more in a minute. The Regina and um, Robin Hood kiss. Yeah. Finally, after, I don't know, 35 years or something. Mm -hmm. um, Snow is technically responsible for Regina's happiness Mm -hmm. because she tells her to go after it. After taking away her happiness many, many moons ago, she kind of redeems herself with that. Not that Snow should need redemption because it's Snow White, <laughs> but she gets that. 
Who made Regina kill her mother. Who made uh, Regina kill her mother. But, you know, we've already gotten past that today. Mm-hmm. No, but, but I think I, – well, I think there were two people to – well, I don't want to say blame because that puts a negative connotation to it. But I to blame uh, for Regina going after Robin Hood there at the end. Uh, the, the, of course, Snow, as you mentioned. But then Zelina right at the beginning because she's, you know, kind of leaning on Regina saying, you never take risk. You always play mm-hmm. it safe. And I, I think I think that got under her skin and then talking to Snow kind of made her realize what she needed to do to, to correct that. In fact, I think a lot of the big changes we're seeing in Regina mm-hmm. this half season have to do with her seeing uh, – well, what she now considers weaknesses but what she used to consider her strengths when she was the evil queen in Zelina. You know, she's seen a lot of those traits, the the selfishness, the mm-hmm. narrow-mindedness, the egotism, mm-hmm. and uh, all those things in Zelina, and she's realizing, wow, I was kind of a jerk. Yeah. Oh, I think she completely understands that she was being horrible, absolutely mm-hmm. horrible. And then especially with the way her mother ended up treating her even as a ghost. Yeah. She slapped her. <laughs> like, one of my notes, I don't have them in front of me, was like, she just slapped her. Mm-hmm. And, like, fell over. I'm like, how does a ghost do that? And then possessed a pregnant woman. Does that hurt the baby? Did you not hear? Apparently, the human body has a great protection to ghost possession. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. We learned that today from Snow and Dr. Whale. (laughs) Who used to date, which makes that whole thing really awkward. Oh. Yeah. He said, I have a strong placenta. Yeah. We'll leave that there. Okay, you have a point about fruit. A <laughs> <laughs> point about fruit. Okay, so the whole thing opening with the ding dong with the apples. All mm-hmm. I could think when I was rewatching was ding dong, which is dead. Do, 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 do. That's all. I, that's that was my point because yeah, I just thought it was fun. They, they had a call call to that in the uh, Zelina origin episode too, didn't they? With Rumpel, I think so. Where he said something about ding dong. They they like to to uh, they like to do the callbacks like mm-hmm. that. And, yeah. So that was really all I had with that. I just I couldn't stop mentally singing Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead for the first half of the episode. I was rather entertained by her bringing the basket of green apples. I know. Though. And then the discussion of the apple mm-hmm. flavors. Hashtag apple f- color equals your alignment on a alignment chart. Hashtag, R- hashtag don't listen to Bill. <laughs> RPG players don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. I have a bone with Hook. Okay. I, 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 have, I have an issue with Hook in this episode. Oh. Okay. I had something along those lines, but I didn't put it in here. During the seance. Yeah. You know how right after the gate opens and things are getting crazy and the Mm -hmm. spirit's about to come through, he comes up, bumps the table. (laughs) And I just knocked my phone out of the thing. Uh, That's fine, though. No, but his leg bumps the table and the gate closes and everything. It was intentional. Yeah. Well, it was intentional, but I'm wondering why. Well, we all we all know, and sometimes it's easy to forget this with everything that's happened. But uh, Hook and Cora were hanging out frozen for in the Enchanted Forest, years. yeah, for twenty eight years, and you know, it, for mm-hmm. most of the first season, Hook was around. He was an agent of Cora's. That's true. Uh, so it, it leads me to wonder: either a he he was so burned by that relationship that he didn't want her to come through, so he was trying to interrupt her coming through and put a stop to it. Also, maybe thought she might reveal something about the current predicted predicament he finds himself in, mm. or he somehow he's still kind of aiding her, and he closed it, distracted it, so she could 
get out of the portal, have it closed behind her so she could be there to torment Snow. How would he know to do that? I don't know. It's not like they had discussion over those 28 years mm -hmm. on how to do this. There was no anticipation of her being killed by Snow White and a candle. I'm saying the the first option seems more likely. Mm -hmm. But the second option is there too it, it, i mean that that's a also it's a reasonable explanation especially considering you're dealing with a spirit in the spirit world who could potentially communicate with them telepathically all that kind of stuff i'm not saying it's likely i'm just saying it's possible okay fine it's possible but that's a uh, my crazy crazy idea mm, theory one of two one of two because i also had the one about prince jonathan the gardener rumple uh, i can't handle that one I definitely can buy the fact that Hook was up to something with this, though. There's yeah, no there, way the bump was accidental. There was more than, than meets the eye to that, even to the audience, I think. I sure. hope so. I hope nobody thought that was legit. Yeah, because Hook just isn't that clumsy. He's way too smooth. Also, for... does Hook really cross his legs? Probably not. No, it's not. The A pirate doesn't cross A his pirate legs. pirate doesn't cross his legs. Yarr. Okay, so Emma with the powers. Pirate crosses bones. Go ahead. <sighs> You always wait until I start talking to do that shenanigans. And that was my bone to pick with Hook. Go ahead. Are you done now? Yes. Are yes, I'm sure? done. Yeah. Okay. Bone. So, um, Emma <laughs> seems to be enjoying her powers now. Oh, yeah. She's having, having She's, a like, good playing time. with them now. She, she was like, ah, Granny's to go. <laughs> I was like, wow. Really excited about that. But, like, and I understand that Hook has, like... All that weighing on him? Yeah. He could have told somebody. She well, said not to warn her. But I, I mean, I think telling anybody would kind of open that I door. I know, but I... Uh, like, do you think he'd... I, I don't or know hint if, at it or something to somebody. The man, like, oh, he's so... He's sitting moping in a corner now. But I mean, if people's lives are on the line, would you want to take that risk, especially with someone like the Wicked Witch who at least claims and probably does have eyes everywhere? I don't know. But Sorry. As far as, as far as Emma's powers, though, she has – okay, so she has glowy powers, she has floaty powers, and she has disappearing powder powers. She just has powers. Just she has powers just like all powers. like all the rest of them. Mm -hmm. These are just the ones we've seen her do. She's just learning them. But she definitely took that hook real quick and yeah. easy. Just whoop. But see, my prediction is with the progression they're going, you know, mm -hmm. from the glowy to the floaty to the disappeary, I think the next is going to be transmutation-y. I think she's going to be – she's going to learn how to transform things into other things like say maybe a monkey back into the Wizard of Oz, for example. Oh, that'd go lovely. <laughs> Hi, Walsh. Hi, honey. How are you? No, I will not marry you. Um, okay, so oh, let's, let's go with that for a quick second, though, about the whole monkey thing. Mm -hmm. Where are the rest of the monkeys? I don't know. Yeah, because we only Cause we see... really only see Walsh because we know it's him. Mm -hmm. Where's Lil John? I don't know. And yeah. there, isn't there a dwarf out there somewhere? Yeah, I think it was bashful. Something like that. Maybe. Uh, yes, it was bashful. He's not so bashful now. Well, I, I mean, from those Good Morning Storybrooke shorts that we mm -hmm. got, I, I would just assume they're running around harassing random townspeople and watching the watching the town line. All right. I'll buy that they're watching the town line, but if, I feel like 
There needs to be something more going. If these monkeys are running rampant around town and nobody's mentioning them. Yeah. I I, I, I would like to see a monkey war before this is all said and done with. Monkey like, war. <laughs> monkey war. Monkey war. Monkey war. Yep. Take okay. that on your own. Robin and Regina sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. After his son was almost killed. No, but what would you think? What would you think about the progression in this? Woohoo! Woohoo! Finally! Yeah. Yeah. You don't woohoo this relationship? No, I definitely woohoo this. I ship this. I ship this all day long. I ship Regina Robin too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how I feel about Outlaw Queen, but that's a whole different thing. Just the nickname bothers yeah, you? Yeah, the nickname bothers me. I'll have to call it something something else. Rogina. Can mm-hmm. they be Rogina? Rogina. Rogina. Uh, Robina. Evil Hood. Evil Hood. <laughs> Robin Queen. I don't know about that. Yeah. We'll have yeah, to work that, on that part. That has different implications. Yes. Uh, you, you know, if there was one thing I could complain about with the whole, whole kiss there right at the end, mm-hmm. although, you know, I, I do have to say that in the situation with Rumple threatening Robin Hood's son and everything. He didn't want to. Well. If he could stop, he would have. But he has to. But he had to. Um, but, but I think that if he had kept the arrow pointed at Robin, mm-hmm. Robin would have never given up Regina's heart. Nope. Like he 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 would have just dead. Yep. Uh, but and I think uh, Regina understood too. Yeah, if if it, your son was on the well, line, well, she even said nothing's worth risking your child. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, we, which you know kind of built up and paid off in the in the big you know kiss at the end. But it, it, if anything, it lost just a little bit of effectiveness to me because at least the implication is that they've already had this kind of coming together and falling in love while they were in fairy tale land during the lost year. And so, if any, anything, it, it it even though we haven't seen that original moment, uh, we've we've seen some hints towards it, right? Uh, but it it just feels like. Kind of playing the same note over again, uh, just just a little bit. Even though we haven't seen the initial note, really? if you, yeah, just because. Well, I mean, the when they kissed, the first thing I thought was off first kiss. Oh, wait a second, no, probably not because they probably had but a year almost, hanging out and becoming domesticated in the castle. <laughs> it, but I think it may be. I think that lost year is starting to push through a little, mm-hmm. just like. The emotional memories, yeah, like they don't remember what happened, but their beings know what happened. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, yeah. I like can... they can sense a closer relationship because mm-hmm. that progression should have never happened that quickly. Yeah, and I though I, really we don't know how long we've been back. I do get a feeling though that we'll probably get a pretty much the rest of the answers about that lost year next week. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, just from various things, and we'll talk about it more down in the news, but. Okay. Which I'm I'm very happy about. Okay. All right. Uh, so you had a something had you a to something? wrap us up with? Yeah. Princess Ava, why were you stalking Cora and hiding behind the <laughs> thing? Like, not very well either. No. How did Cora not know she was there? Especially when the little servant girl comes up, Princess Ava, Princess Ava. <laughs> like, how? Well, also, how did Ava know that? Uh, Cora had that jewelry in her pocket because she was eavesdropping and heard him. Yeah, but it wasn't. He just said, "Hey, you got to give me some stuff, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. out you." But 
how did she know that Cora had it in her pocket at that moment? Because she was going to meet him. Oh, was she going to meet yes, him right then? Yes, okay. it was that night. See, I missed that. Thank That's you. That's why Leopold was like, what are you doing in here? And she's like, well, I'm planning hey, a Cora, wedding. Cora, we, we, what's going on? Uh, you look like you're going to see somebody. Uh, thought we were getting married. No. That's what he was like. No, it's not at all what he was like. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Let me put a beard on, and uh, then I'll be exactly like. Why would he you was shave? Like. <laughs> uh, your head, I meant. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, no. that'll happen soon enough, whether or not I shave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Princess Ava. I don't know. I was never terribly connected with her mm-hmm. in our one. Well, two other episodes that we got because she was a bit of a punk in Miller's Daughter too. Yeah, and I well, I think. But now that we know why, I think Snow says in this episode though that she wonders what caused her mother to turn from that evil to good. Yeah, and I think that's a story we still have yet to right see. Right? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So. Um, what's her face did it? Johanna. Johanna. Johanna did it. All I can think is Mrs. Padmore. <laughs> oh yeah, from uh. Yeah. Down, downtown Arby's. Uh, mm, Arby's. Arby's. Mm-hmm. BBQ sauce. Mm, okay, we should move Good on stuff. now. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Before I start drooling. Arbitrary scale. Arbitrary scale. On a scale of one to infinity oh. straw rings. How many straw rings would I you give I refuse to participate in an infinity. Okay, okay. Infinity minus one. I'll make it something more reasonable for you. Can you? Can you please? A hundred million. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Yeah, a hundred million straw rings. A hundred million straw rings. How many straw rings would you give this episode? 87 million. Why? Because it's a big number. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. You just like big numbers. No, I don't like big numbers. (laughs) I don't. What's wrong with one to ten? (laughs) That's not arbitrary enough. Hold on, I'm dying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> dying. Um, because it was a good episode, we got a lot of answers. Um, I'm not really even sure how to go about these millions of things. But <sighs> Room for Improvement, it wasn't as mm-hmm. active as I'd hoped. Like at the preview, I kind of wanted more ghosty stuff. Yeah. But it was good ghosty stuff that we did get. So yeah, yeah, I thought it looked really good too. Yeah, yeah. Overall, okay. So you, hundred million golden straw rings. D- just straw rings was um, was the scale. Well, to me, they're golden. Okay, out of a hundred million straw rings, I'm going to give this sixty-seven straw rings. Just sixty-seven? Yeah. Out of a hundred million? Yeah. The best. You hated it that much? I. D- I- I missed that. I, I will say a, a big part of that 67 straw rings ha- has to do with the finally resolving the darkest plot line that ever showed up on the show, which was, you know, Snow tricking Regina into killing her mom. Right. And getting closure on that, which I thought was fabulous. It was... That was perfect. Hands down my favorite part of the episode. The rest, like they, the whole backstory with young Cora was fine, but it was a little expected and it was a little bit too much like what people were saying about or people were theorizing mm-hmm. since Selena was introduced as Cora's daughter in the first episode. Right. So maybe maybe that, that has a little bit to do with it too. I've just been reading so many predictions that, you know, the most common one ended up being right. Yeah. So it seems a little disappointing because it's not a surprise, you know. Okay, that's but fair. I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I'm not haterating on the episode at all. I don't know how you, for only giving it sixty-seven out of a hundred million, you're not haterating. 
Well, again, like like I've said before, this is uh, in relation to you know the best episode of that section of the season or whatever. So, okay, in relation to the rest of the episodes, it was a sixty-seven, but plenty of room for improvement for next week. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm stealing my phrases. Yes. Yes, I'll, I'll steal your phrases. You steal mine. It'll all work out. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> okay, uh, before we move on to the news, uh, we, we'd like to take a second out to thank our sponsor for this week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke, Audible.com. Audible. Now, if – yes, exactly. <laughs> Audible. <laughs> now, if you don't know what Audible is, it's a wonderful service. You go you, – uh, you get a membership and every month they give you a free credit to where you can go and get a free audiobook. Now, audiobooks are great because you can read them uh, while you're driving, while you're going to the gym, while you're doing you know, yard work or uh, baking a cake. Cakes? Ooh. Everyone likes cake. Everyone likes cake and reading I and you can do it with cake. Audible. And uh, for you, the listeners of Greetings from Storybrooke, Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day <coughs> trial to give you the Sorry. opportunity to check out their service. Uh, now, Amory, you got another listener recommendation. This I did week, get another listen, lis- listener listener recommendation. This is from Stephanie Hutt. I think we may have actually had this for a little while. We just hadn't got it on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is The Fourth Bear, A Nursery Crime by Ooh. Jasper Ford. This sounds like right up, right up the alley of a... Uh, it you know, does. It does. The gingerbread man, psychopath, sadist, genius, and killer is on the loose. But it isn't Jack Spratt's case. He and Mary Mary have been demoted to missing persons following Jack's poor judgment involving the poisoning of Mr. Bun the baker. Missing persons looks like a boring assignment until a chance encounter leads them into the hunt for a missing journalist, Henrietta Goldie Hatchet star reporter for the daily mole yeah so it definitely sounds like a uh, kind of uh noir take on goldilocks right. and the three bears and it's part of a series there's a, a few books in it mm-hmm. uh, by, by jasper uh ford with uh, two f's at the beginning uh but we'll have a link for that in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com and uh my suggestion this week is a it's a ya novel that i i'm uh, gonna start uh rereading as soon as i'm done with wicked as research for a book i i'm doing uh, and it's called harriet the spy uh, you might be familiar with it it's kind of an older book uh, but when Harriet Welch grows up, she wants to be an author, so she figures it's a good way to practice for her future vocation by writing down everything she sees on her spy route in a secret notebook. You can imagine her horror when the secret notebook is confiscated by her classmates and read aloud. Now Harriet's knee-deep in trouble as the tables are turned on her. Really good book. Uh, really uh, a, a kind of a good lesson in respecting people's privacy and, uh, you know, how to in- interact with others. And it, it's a w- very well-written story. It had a – they did a – I think Nickelodeon did a movie on it back in the 90s too with Rosie O'Donnell yes. as the nanny. Yes. and. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg is Harriet. Oh, Michelle Trachtenberg, love her. Yeah, but uh, and it's uh, narrated Sorry. by Anne Bobby. Uh, now, if you want to pick up one of those uh, for your free book or any other uh, book they have up on their service, uh, you can go to 
audibletrial.com slash storybrook to sign up. And uh, as Amory knows from a couple weeks ago, and as Victoria, one of our listeners, mm-hmm. let us know a, a week or two ago, it's really easy to sign up. You just go there and you sign up. It's very quick and simple. Uh, you go to audibletrial.com slash storybrook uh, for your free audiobook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook. And go ahead and email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com if you want a copy of Dog Boy, Danger on Liberty Pier from Audible, too. Uh, we want to thank Audible for sponsoring you, this Audible. week's episode. And now, on to the news. News. Okay, first up, the ratings. Uh, once upon a time, uh, spiking eighty nine percent over its lead in at AP or lead in ABC's Once Upon a Time continued to win its hour in adults eighteen to forty nine, beating CBS's Amazing Race. That's still on mm-hmm. to finish number one against its regular competition for the seventh straight week. Woo-hoo! So you know, uh, numbers are up and down, audiences are up and down. Yeah, but we're still winning for the night. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 still big winners, which is good. Okay, uh, the next couple stories are going to be a little spoilery. Spoilers. Uh, so you might want to skip a couple of minutes ahead into the podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can get all these stories at greetingsfromstorybrook.com uh, in the show notes. In case for this you episode. didn't know. Okay, uh, first off, um, Anastasia Griffith. Do you know who that is? No. Please share. Uh, she might be known as, also known as Princess Abigail, a.k.a. Mm. Catherine David's fake ex-wife. Ah, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, she apparently will be returning. I think yeah, I think it was said next week she's going Is to be. Is that what she posted? Because I saw that she posted. It's true. She's back. Will Princess Abigail cause trouble mm-hmm. for Snow and Charming? What? 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 Yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. That was something, you know, after the whole murder plot line in the first season, she just kind of disappeared, and we never saw her again. Yeah. So yeah, that, that'll be that'll be fun to get her back on the show, and I, I like that they're bringing older characters around, right? Too. Although I don't know, maybe maybe that's from an episode where we flash back or turning back time succeeds. Dun 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 dun. Back time. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of uh, what Zelina will need to make turning back time succeed, uh, baby <laughs> we, snowflake, yes. baby snowflake. We, if, and courtesy of Entertainment Weekly, there are a few promo pictures from the episode, including a very awkward-looking Doctor Whalen Snow <laughs> in the hospital, uh, where Snow uh, gives birth to baby snowflake. Can't tell if it's a boy or a girl. Yep, they're uh, not know, giving any. Of those types Decent of details. Sustainers, yellow blanket, so who knows, right? Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, it's a baby. That's it's, for it's sure. It's a baby. And it's not green. Hey, and she's look, she's not in that ugly blue dress anymore, so that's progress. <laughs> yeah, although uh, after she has the baby here, it looks, on, it looks like she really doesn't have much of a baby bump, so I'm thinking they probably like designed the bed or like cut out the bed some way. No, she still has a completely obvious bump. I don't think she does. Um, coming from a formerly pregnant woman. I think it's less pronounced than it, than it is in that picture where she's laying on the, on the bed with the sweater thing. 
That's because she's hunched over and and Charming's arm is on her belly. There's it's no, it's just trickery. It's she's still. I, has, I'm saying yeah, it's trickery. But I'm saying what they. I'm thinking what they did. I've I've seen stuff like this before. I think it was the Cosby Show when Felicia Rashad was pregnant. They yeah, would do I scenes, don't know any. I never watched the. But Cosby when they show. would do scenes in the bed, they would have part of the bed carved out to where she would kind of sink back into it, to where it didn't look as pronounced. Which is what got me thinking about it when I saw this. Oh. But I mean, that was the eighties. They could they could have just. They may built, have modernized things since the eighties. Yeah, Mary Margaret could totally be a, a robot in this. Totally a robot. <laughs> I still just have no idea how Ginny hasn't had this baby. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's been pregnant for three years. Well, they announced it what back in August, I think. I think it was October. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, August would be too long. Okay, and uh, last up here, uh, we have the promo. Sorry, Sorry. Just, we we got to okay. push along and we're never going to get through. Baby, um, uh, We have our promo for next week's episode, A Curious Thing, yes. which I, I, I have a thought on the title in a second here. But, you know, we get the Wicked Witch riding in on her broom. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, what's her name? Anas- not Anastasia. Uh, <laughs> oh, what am I thinking, Anastasia. <laughs> Uh no, Aurora. Aurora and Philip make a return. They go and they find Glenda the Good Witch. Robin Hood shooting swords. There's some monkeys. And uh yeah, Wicked Witch is probably gonna kill Henry. So there's See, that. See, they say that. She's not really going to. And they have played that card many times before. I'm so tired the, of them getting the my hopes We're gonna up kill Henry card. For killing Henry. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I was kind of wondering because a, a lot of the episode titles this season have kind of, you know, pointed towards something or signified something or been a reference. Mm-hmm. So I was doing some Googling on a curious thing and I found this quote from Lemony Snicket, which I Lemony Snicket. I think he wrote like uh, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas and uh, Dumb no. and Dumber and all those other Jim Carrey movies. Or no, no, it was that uh, – the mask. That was it. No, he he. he, he Lemony Snicket's the pen name of the author who wrote the series of unfortunate events series of books, and uh, the quote is: "It is a curious thing, the death of a loved one. We all know that our time in this world is limited, and that eventually all of us will end up underneath some sheet, never to wake up. And yet, it always it it is always a surprise when it happens to someone we know. It's like walking up the stairs to your bedroom in the dark and thinking there is one more stair than there is." Your foot falls down through the air, and there is a sickly moment of dark surprise as you try and readjust the way you thought of things. Yeah, Henry is dead. God, I hope so. <laughs> Stop toying with my emotions. No, actually, well. since they're teasing Henry dying, maybe this means that someone else super important is dying. Maybe Snow dies. Maybe Stop the, it. Maybe the baby dies. <gasps> no. That would, no death to know, baby Snowflake. I that think, would traumatize Ginny. I think that You would, can't kill her fake baby. I think that would – well, I mean she's going to have a real baby to deal with soon I enough. know, but do you know the paranoia she will have if they kill the fake baby first? But but it, that would make way more sense with this quote than even Henry, I think, because that's something that no one would expect. It would be like walking up the stairs to your bedroom in the dark and thinking there's one more stair than there is for the baby to be born and then, oh, dead. Do not kill the baby. Don't kill the baby. Or do it could make a good save the baby, episode. save the world. Okay, uh, speaking of save the baby, save the world, I'm not going to. And instead, we're going to move on to our listener feedback. <laughs> As always, uh, when you get done watching an ep- the episode every week, you need to run to your computer or uh, cross country ski, uh, depending on the climate there. Uh, I know we have some you people Canadians. in Canada. 
Canada. Uh, you can email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter's at GF Storybrook. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. We always have a lot of good conversation going on over there with all of you. And the voicemail number, which we love, 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 is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. I know, Anne-Marie, who do we have first up on the voicemail? First up, we've got Woo. Take it away, Woo. Hey, Andy. Hey, Meeks. I, w- I wanted to say, first of all, I'm sorry for making AMD cry. This was not my intention. I just wanted to be truthful. You probably already talked about Snow and Regina. I loved their interaction this episode. I loved Rose McGowan's performances and just the raw emotion that we got from her, from everyone, actually. One of my favorite scenes, which you guys probably mentioned, was Rumple talking about what Bay sacrificed and that hit. His last mission on this earth is to see Zelina destroyed, which is what Bay would have wanted to. I love on Once Upon a Time this continuing almost Star Wars-esque, you know, motif of the sins of the father or the mother will be transformed into the children. We see that with Korra's children. We see that with Leopold and Ava. We see that even with Pan and Rumple, And it continues on to Bay and everyone else. I love that motif. I think that was one of the strongest things of this episode. I give this episode really six... Rings of Straw out of six. Really, really strong episode. One of my favorites. But again, it's probably going to be topped by next week. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Six out of six. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it will be topped by next it's week. I S- wish I had listened to this beforehand. You took my scale. Woo! Stop shaking your wrist. It's it's a woo. I was just shaking my wrist, not my fist. Just the wrist part. Just the wrist part. <laughs> shaking the wrist. Shaking the wrist. Shaking and the wrist. It, well, no neat reason to apologize. Thank no. you so much for, you know, opening up and share, sharing Absolutely. And yourself with us. We love that. Exactly. Come on. Didn't I yell at you last week when you apologized? It's not necessary. <laughs> we like when people are real. Mm-hmm. Keep it real. Keep it real, yo. Thanks, Wu. Okay, next up we have uh, Bobby, Bobby from Bradenton. Greetings, Bill and Anne-Marie. Bobby from Bradenton here. Rebecca Mater's Wicked Witch has brought the show's campy soapiness to a whole nother level. The first scene with Regina and Zelina felt like I was watching an episode of Dynasty. If they do somehow redeem Zelina and keep her around, which I wouldn't mind seeing, I hope that they don't lose the sibling rivalry. I'm glad to see that they are moving the story right along, especially when it comes to Regina and Robin. While Emma started as the focus of the series, and still is, Regina seems to be the one who has experienced the most growth throughout. I'm sure Rumbell fans cheered pretty loudly when Belle put Regina in her place, but it was also rather obvious that Belle would decide to help. We didn't get to see much of Emma this week, but it was good, good to see that she is working on her magic. I can't wait to see her at full blast. And this was the week that fans were promised to see the backstory between Cora and Selena. And while it was good to see that Rumpel is indeed not the father, finding out the truth was a bit underwhelming and somewhat confusing. If Prince Jonathan slash the gardener is the dad, which I am not doubting at all, why is Selena so adept at magic? Also, it seems that all this takes place before Cora even meets Rumpel. So why is it that when later, when Anna trips uh, Cora in the courtyard, they don't seem to know each other at all? Wouldn't Ava be calling out Cora as a prince chaser at that point? I don't usually complain about the special effects, but I've seen more convincing ghosts knock on my door and ask for candy. I pretty much hated every Cora moment, past and present, which is not good considering this was more or less a Cora episode. 
that is why I am disappointed to say that I give this episode 22 of 41 Vanishing Cups of Cocoa. Thank you very much, Bobby. That that was actually a pretty similar score to what I had, mm-hmm. although you disliked the episode for different reasons yeah. than I did. I uh, I think Rumpel could be the daddy still. I don't. Uh, as far as uh, Ava uh, not recognizing Cora, that was probably just a situation where she was being her snotty self and she she was so high up in society she didn't need to remember that right bother no. <laughs> anymore i went i need to go rewatch that scene because i feel like she did remember yeah i kind of want to go back and i watch think that's that why she, anyway. i mean that's why she tripped her mm-hmm. yeah but how many times do we say we need to go back and watch something and we just there's no time. We will someday. I need 48 hours a day. Stat. Maybe we should do a Kickstarter for commentaries for the whole series. Uh, <laughs> don't mention it. <laughs> when would we do that? I don't know. Uh, we'd need a Kickstarter so we could quit our jobs and just spend all of our time commentating. <laughs> time Let's do course. it. I'm in. <laughs> okay. Uh, first up, as far as emails, we have one from Patty, who is also written in as Sage of Earth, I believe. Yes. Uh, hey, Bill and Amory. I enjoyed this week. Out of 300 Young Cora's Ghost, I would give it 280 Young Cora's Ghost. One of the scenes that stood out was the moment where Robin Hood literally literally lost Regina's heart to Rumpel. The fight scene was pretty good, but all it meant my heart did stop when I saw Rumpel aim the arrow at poor Roland. Baby. I am glad Roland didn't end up hurt, even if the Wicked Witch now has Regina's heart. Moving on, the other scene that I enjoyed was Rumpel's attempt in stealing it or in stealing back his dagger. While I may be a Rumbel fan, that didn't necessarily stop me from enjoying it. Since it emphasizes more on Rumpel's resilient spirit and cunning mind than any of the potential romance between the characters. Besides, it's nice to finally see someone try to steal trying to steal the dagger. Preach on, sister. <laughs> I would like to make one last thought. Did you find it extremely creepy how King Leopold and Cora had a relationship, especially when she later tries to pimp out Regina to him? Uh, sincerely, Patty. Uh, yeah, I found that creepy. It was a little creepy, but I think she was trying to have him make right. I just wish I had referred to it as pimping out earlier when earlier. we were talking about it. Because yeah. that's the perfect perfect Absolutely. way to put it. Okay, okay. Uh, Emery, you want to read yes. Emery's? I'm going to read Emery's. She wrote a rhyming letter. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> You, Rumpel and Zelina. Go, Belle, tell Regina. Regina has no heart. It doesn't keep her and Robin apart. Spooky Cora in Snow's belly. So that Snow the past will see. Leopold is not daddy. And to Ava goes the victory. Zelina has the ingredients, all three. Changing the past, would it make her happy? <laughs> Yay, rhyming letters. Yeah, that was. I think that's the first time we've ever got a rhyming it letter. It is. It is. What are you doing over there? Well, you, you, he's typing uh, before we started the episode. Oh, wait. Sorry. She still uh, <clears throat> out of 19 Coragos. I give it 16. Great episode. <laughs> but really want Henry to remember and be part of the clan and kill him. Unless he dies. That was me. Right. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll find out about magic one way or the oh, other, geez. I guess. I know. Or yeah, before the episode started, Amory was getting on me for misspelling Zelina. And then I noticed that Amory, uh, who just wrote in, uh, spelled it the same way I did. So I was double checking and cross referencing. Was I right? Yeah, you were right. Woo-hoo! You were right. It you, doesn't happen. You often, got you folks. got one over both me and other Anne Marie. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is a Facebook uh, comment that we got from Charity. A mixed bag of emotions about this episode. Uh, new writers, please. Actors can only do so much. The writers are just trying to make the required plot points of the show. 
we've reached the phase of just get on with it already. Like I said, you know, not just a mixed bag of emotions, but a mixed bag of reviews from everybody. Okay. Next was from Michael Lucero, who also, I believe, commented on our Facebook. Yes. Uh, These days, I can never think of anything intelligent to say about the episodes until I'm already listening to your discussion on the podcast (laughs) for the episode. And then I think, well, yeah, but... Um, well, we look forward to hearing from you in about two hours. Yeah, pretty much. Um, by the way, I totally called in one of my emails to y'all the idea of Neil being brought back if Selena succeeds. I do remember that. I do. Um, honestly, I don't think I'm enjoying the storyline much. The writing is very problematic, as it's been sometimes in the past. The big reveals are disappointingly simple. Who was Zelina's father? Surprise, it was uh, just some guy. Um, <laughs> and even the interesting plot threads are continually being put on the back burner. Another problem I think the show inherited from Lost was that for every question that they answered, they raised five more. True that. Mm-hmm. Um, what made Ava change to become the mother that Snow knew? I enjoyed this in Lost since the island's eerie, mysterious nature was a part of the atmospheric identity of the show. But I don't think it's true for once. When the show is good, it serves to heighten the suspense. But when it's not so good, it just feels like something extraneous that's just tacked on to keep people watching. Um, I'll probably keep watching the show, but sadly, I think it's no longer one of my favorite shows on right now. Michael Lucero. Uh, Sorry to hear that, Michael. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if if you get to the point where you can't watch it anymore, we are starting Legends uh, (laughs) of Gotham here in a few weeks. Uh, But, yeah, and I I mean, I'm not nearly as passionate about this half season as I was about the Neverland arc either. I thought... Mm -hmm. I, I thought the Neverland arc was the best the show's been, and uh, this kind of uh, this half season kind of falls short for it. But then again, a lot of the best episodes of that arc were the last two or three. Right. So uh, that's the way a lot of them go. Each mm-hmm. arc, it's always those last two or three because that's when everything gets resolved. Yeah. Well, it's when everything kicks into high gear, then gets resolved. Right. So, and that's what it looks like. What we're getting next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next up is from Genevieve, and uh, this will close us out too. Uh, she says, "Hi, Bill and Amory. It's episodes like Bleeding Through that make me glad I preview sh- uh, the shows before showing my kids. I fast forwarded the whole Rumple Zelina kissing <laughs> oh. scene. It wouldn't be actually be that bad, but her moaning just made it gross. Oh uh, my gosh, it was horrible and sticky, ton outy emotion." Connie thing. Uh, not to mention the scenes with Cora and Prince Jonathan. I'm really having a hard time with Selena's backstory. I don't understand why she's so naturally magical. She clearly wasn't born of true love as Emma was. Cora didn't know any magic before she met Rumpel. It makes zero sense to me, and I'm getting impatient for some bigger story. Uh, as you you probably heard my theory earlier in the episode about that. Sigh. Uh, I'm also grossed out by what the writers did with uh, Cora Leopold Regina's story. How gross is it that Cora made her daughter marry the guy she wanted to marry? She only wanted to marry him to become royalty. That is really, I don't know how you pronounce this, E-F-F-E-D-L. You know how to pronounce that. Uh, E-F-F-E-D-L. <coughs> I can't. Uh, things I liked about this episode, Emma's magic. It was great to see her practicing and getting more confident and having fun with it. Uh, Snow and Regina being friends. Uh, Regina protecting Snow was really, really amazing. And of course, the outlaw queen kiss. Loved it. I'm giving this episode 32 out of 43 tr- twisted family tree branch- branches. And that's way too few f- twisted family tree branches for this show, Genevieve. But thank you. 
<laughs> she was optimistic. Yes. And uh, now, uh, like I said, after you watch the episode next week, a curious thing, uh, go curious. to your computer and email us greetings from storybrooke at gmail.com, uh, which you can also email me if you want a copy of the Dog Boy audiobook I'll mention here. Mm-hmm. I, I have so many promo codes, I need to get rid of them. Uh, even if you don't want to listen to it, just. Just take just the promo code. Uh, give, it to, give it to your cousin. Twitter's at GF Storybrook. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And all that information is up on our website at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Uh, so. So. Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. Is there anything else left? Well, people can find me on the internet at on Twitter at AMD Simone and I have a blog crunchy crafty and highly caffeinated dot wordpress.com that I still need to do a guest post for. Yep. And you still need to make my logo. I do. I do. That we designed about a month and a half ago. <laughs> I will get on that as soon as we're done here. I no, promise. you won't because you have to edit the episode. This is true. And I have to go blog post. And online, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Google Plus is google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And uh, since I already talked a lot about Dog Boy, you can find everything I do at meeksmixedmedia.com. And we also, uh, we'll, we're probably going to be starting Legends of Gotham here in the next week or so ah. as soon as i get the uh we get the logo artwork back and i get the website set up once all that's done we're gonna it sounds like bill's gonna be spending a lot of time on his computer in the next couple of days which is different from I any other week how not, really, not at all actually <laughs> but okay so i'm gonna chain myself to the computer mm-hmm. and you're gonna go write a blog post mm-hmm. and then we're gonna meet back here next week to talk about once upon a time that how, how's how's that uh for uh for a plan I like it. Let's do it. Let's All make right. it happen. Okay. Well, until next time, then. Greetings, Greetings from Storybrooke. Storybrooke.